0: and if their attitude towards you when you say how could you you know when you when you confront them right is yeah well whatever they don't love you mm. got it indifference is the opposite of love not hate indifference
1: This week Dr. Noel Nelson explains how you can make lemonade out of Marriage Lemons. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting, who hand select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers! Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the brilliant, the lovely Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Today, we are going to uh, make lemonade out of lemons by shifting our mindsets. Um I, before we do that, though, I do want to give a brief introduction uh for those tuning in for the first time. Noel is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the u s and abroad. Noelle is also the author of many, many, many best-selling books. Uh, Her most recent relationship book is Your Man is Wonderful. Uh, She has a fantastic book out. Her newest book is Happy, Healthy, Dead, uh, which is about health and well-being and living a happy, fulfilling, active life all the way up to the very end. Uh, I highly recommend that. And from that has spun off – a group that you can follow on Facebook called Meet the Amazings, and it is amazing. (laughs) Um, And if you want more information, you can go to our website, noelnelson.com or you can find the links on our website, Hitchmag.com. Okay, so Noelle, you say we are often too quick to label something as bad and that it's sometimes beneficial to instead shift our mindset. And I, I uh, love this. Uh, but mm-hmm. for those who might
0: not quite catch on yet, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, any of us, all of us can think of an experience that at the time we thought it was like awful, but in the end it turned out to be a good thing. like. Most of us can remember being fired from a job or being downsized from a job or whatever, and then moving on to something maybe, you know, two months, two years later, but which ended up suiting us much better, making us happier. I have a dear friend who was laid off from a major corporation, like, you know, just shy of retirement. So she didn't get all the good benefits and she was appalled, but she had been developing a a sideline, if you will, as a hypnotherapist. And so, she just delved into that full-time. And guess what? She's making more money, having more fun, and feeling more energized than she ever did at her job. And she keeps saying to me, gee, I wish they downsized me earlier.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you never know.
0: Yeah. And I think we've all had, in one arena or another, um, an experience like that. But when when it happens, whenever the you-know hits the fan... We, me, you, everybody, we just right away go to that place of, oh, this is horrible, this is bad, this is awful and we're just a little too quick to do mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um and and mm-hmm. so how do you do it? How do you make that mindset shift and specifically where do you
0: start on doing something like that? Right. Well let's take let's take what in a marriage might be one of the most God-awfuls, okay? Okay. Your spouse cheated on you. Oof, okay. Let's do that. <laughs> wow, you're going All deep right, right well, off the not? bat. Okay. Well, because most people are going to go, yeah, Noel, that's really nice. So, you know, you got laid off, big deal. You, know, you had the skills, you could go into something else, who cares?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, let's let's start with something where we care. Yeah, <laughs> that's a deep cut. Okay. A whole bunch. And of course, your knee-jerk, your immediate is going to be, this is horrible, this is bad, this is awful. All right. Now, this is going to take not so much a leap of faith, but a really different way of thinking about it, is, okay, what's most troubling to you about the cheat or the situation? Now, it may sound like, well, that's obvious. They cheated on me. No, that's not where we're trying to go here. We're trying to, to switch our mindset. So, what about the cheating is most troubling? Is it that you think your spouse doesn't love you anymore? Is it you think you have failed in the marriage? Is it you think you were stupid and blind not to see what was going on? Do you feel guilty about having maybe neglected or ignored your spouse or their needs? Do you see where I'm going, Steve? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a litany of questions that I could put forth to try to figure out what's most troubling to me about this. So Because... I, if so I if like
1: inject really quick. So I think sure, the, sure. the big question, uh, I love where this is going. I think the big question a lot of people who are listening to this might have or think is why, if my spouse cheated on me, why do I mm-hmm. need to self-reflect when it's them
0: who did the bad deed? Because a marriage is composed, usually, of two people. Mm-hmm. In other words, any problem, I don't care whether it's your budget, your finances, cheating, the children, whatever. Any problem that comes up within the context of a marriage is an us problem, not a me or a you problem. Mm -hmm. It's an us problem. And the quicker that you are to kind of get humble about that Mm – it is extremely empowering because think about it. If it's a you problem, right? You cheated on me. You're the bad guy. You did blah, blah, blah. Then I have absolutely no control, no say in this situation. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't feel real empowering. It doesn't even feel healthy. Yeah. Whereas if I look at it as I hate this, that's fine, that's normal. I hate this, but this is an us problem, then suddenly – you have a measure of inchargeness. I like to think of it—not so much control, but you—you you have a piece of the situation you can take charge of. Mm-hmm. Because people don't cheat. I mean, people don't cheat on themselves. Well, what they do, but I don't want to go to that philosophical place. <laughs> people in a marriage don't don't cheat on themselves. They cheat on their partner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the partners involved, one way or another. And if you were you are somehow involved. In what happened. Now, notice I'm not saying blamed or at fault or mm-hmm. words like that, but you are somehow involved. Yep. So, if you want to shift the mindset out of this is horrible, this is so bad that it is the end of our marriage, which is really where a lot of people go right away, mm-hmm. to this is horrible, this is awful. Now, what can I do with it? What is most troubling about this to me? And where can I go from here? Mm-hmm. But that's I, where you start. What is yeah, most yeah. troubling?
1: I, I I love that because it it takes you out of the victim role and gives you some control of the situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Absolutely. Um. Okay. So I I, I do I really like you know I wasn't quite sure when you went down this path but I really like it because as we know. Um, Many couples who um, have some sort of infidelity in their relationship come out stronger because of this self-reflection and addressing the issues that led to somebody going off path uh, and and cheating. So, you've identified what most upsets you about the situation. Um, Mm -hmm. You've done that
0: self-reflection. What's next? Now, this one is really where the rubber meets the road, okay? The next question is, is there any way this could turn out to be good? Mm. Now that really is like, ow, yeah, <laughs> you got to be joking. No, I'm not joking. but for example, you just you just uh, commented Steve on one of the outcomes that you've seen with couples, which is their relationship actually ends up stronger. Not because somebody was unfaithful, but because of the work they did after that event. Uh-huh. So is there any way that this could could turn out to be good? For example, let's say that what, what was most troubling to you about the cheat was that you felt the communication between the two of you sucked, mm-hmm. to put it bluntly, because you figured that if the communication was bad, better was clearer was more straightforward that your spouse could have come to you saying you know honey our our intimate life just isn't i don't know it's just not there for me i don't know what to, would have come to you or you would have said to them I, I noticed blah blah whatever it was okay so let's say that you've decided it's the communication aspect now is there any way this infidelity this cheat could turn out to be good, yeah, you guys could work on your communication skills such that not only would there be a very decreased chance of any infidelity in the future, but more importantly, you would come out stronger and better as a couple. Yep.
1: I also think of it as um, people who do, uh, like, again, this is a different extreme, but attempted suicide. Where there's a lot of depression going on, there's a lot of issues going on, and they try sometimes, you know, a lot of times half-assed or um, Mm half-hearted because it's a cry for help. And a lot of times people cheat um, at, you know, again, not not letting any of the actions off the hook, but it's a cry for help. It's this relationship is in serious trouble. I'm going to do something that's going to force us to either cut ties or address the issues and right. that's kind of what it does you either immediately give up or you do this self-reflection that we're talking about shift your mindset make mm-hmm. some lemonade mm-hmm. and say wh- mm-hmm. what
0: what led to this point so um exactly i kind of like this and i think that's you know i i really appreciate that within the context of uh, today's podcast that you mentioned that steve because infidelity is most often a cry for help not always there, mm-hmm. there are some people who just, you know, turn sure. out to be jerks. <laughs> but the vast majority, especially in what you would otherwise uh, feel is a solid relationship, is a cry for help. And it, it always is, it's kind of like suicide in the sense that it's like unfortunate that whoever figured this was the only way they could get it or didn't know themselves well enough to be able to communicate the cry before the action.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, um, we should coin a new term of like relationship suicide. That would be great. It's that would be great. It's the cry for help. And sometimes it doesn't always
0: work out. Sometimes it does. Nope. Yep. Um, but it is, it is a cry for help of one sort or another. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a much more compassionate way. And if you're trying to, if you're looking to make lemon lemonade out of lemons, you're going to have to kick in some compassion. For yourself as well as for the other,
1: yeah, and and I guess this is the um, I have actually personally seen couples who uh, have gone through this, uh, and it's phenomenal how well you know from from an outsider's perspective how well they seem to do mm-hmm. today in comparison to where they were before mm-hmm. um, because sure. you could tell that they. Had the self-reflection, and then they did the work, right? Like they they right. put in the effort to make those like they they identified the issues, and then they addressed them and tried to make them stick. You know the red. Yes, and, and
0: you're actually Am yes, I you're on to our next point.
1: <laughs> Sorry, no, I don't care. That's um, so so okay. So just follow. Yeah, so go ahead. Just I think everybody listening knows where we're going here. So why don't you take
0: exactly. it's that, okay, now that I've figured out, you know, here's here's what the, the issue is, at least in my mind, is what can I do about it? And so then it's all the stuff we talk about and, and Hitch talks about, you know, week after week, which is you got to have an action plan, folks. You got to have steps. You have to figure out, well, what to do. Do we go, for example, let's take the communication issue just because it's it's the one we were referencing. Sure. Does it mean that, that together we decide we would like to seek out a counseling? Or together we, we uh, talk to a friend who's had similar issues and found a really good or, or whatever that was of use to them, a webinar. Uh, what do we do? Do we schedule date night? I mean, there's so many different ways to address communication. It's a matter then of sorting out, all right, uh, we have a goal. We, we know we still live, love each other. I mean, that's got to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, we're willing to work on this together, and that has to be also part of this process, which is you can't have the cheating spouse go, well, I don't, I don't care. I've found my fun in life because now the marriage is over. Can I, <laughs> we're done.
1: <laughs> uh, can I ask a question that might sound kind of dumb, but I don't think sure. it is. Um, you brought up the example of infidelity, um, which— yeah. Is this betrayal of trust. And something so deep like that, you know, you just brought up, you know, so long as you guys still love each other. Yes. I feel like the emotions would be so high for something that personal and such a a, um, breach of trust that it would be hard to identify love through all that. Is that... Am I off on that? Like how how would a couple know, like when they're so just internally ragey, how would you know if you still love that person? If you feel so betrayed and you're so sad and you're so depressed and all the other emotions that are flooding your system?
0: How in the world could you feel so angry, so rageful, so sad, so depressed if you didn't love the person? Mm,
1: great point because I mean that's that's right the one of the one of the things that we talk about is when people stop caring like when these people stop nagging you or asking you questions that's when
0: you're in serious trouble
1: because that's when they don't care so okay
0: that's right so if you're if your spouse cheated on you and you don't feel you know like a tornado just ripped out your heart then you probably don't love them got it and if their attitude towards you when you say how could you you know when you when you confront them right is yeah well whatever they don't love you Mm. got it indifference is the opposite of love not hate indifference I like that yeah okay that's deep I like it (laughs) (laughs) hey I'm blaming this one on you Steve I yeah (laughs) because I'll go deep anytime (laughs) yeah um
1: So this whole like shifting of the mindset thing, how, how long should somebody give this? And, and I'm obviously different circumstances will probably determine how long this might take, but just as let, let's stick with the example of the infidelity. Um, There's a lot of Uh emotion there, um, but the mindset shift, like the mindset shift, I feel like that can be done relatively quickly.
0: Yes, it can, uh, but it's much like the stages of grief, Okay, because a betrayal of the size of an infidelity um, really has, has will have the components of, of grief, which is shock, denial, anger, uh, depression, and then the final one is acceptance. Now, depending, as you said, on the circumstance, that can happen in five minutes, or it may take five days, or it may take five weeks, mm-hmm. but I would encourage no longer than 5 days. Okay. And why do I say that? Because what can happen is if you if with this sort of thing, not with the death of a loved one obviously, but with this sort of thing, the if you let it go on much longer than that what happens is you'll simply be rehashing. Got it? And so that is no longer beneficial. The quicker you can move to Genuinely, I'm going to underline that, genuinely, to a place where you can start considering what's most troubling to me, what good might come out. The quicker you can get to those places, the less you're going to dwell in rehashing the event, because that's very tempting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, It's not good for us.
1: Yeah, and I I was just going to say that um, when it starts going beyond five days, the rehashing that you were just talking about, um, it makes it a lot easier, I would think, to dredge up the bad stuff because that's where the emotion is at that point still.
0: Oh, sure. Oh, sure. And to start going into places that don't help anybody. Well, what does he do that's better than me? Or what is he like? Or what is she, you know, all that stuff about curiosity about the person that they cheated with, etc. And that's not useful. That's not helpful. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's, as we mostly know, um, it's typically not about what that other person um it's not Correct. about that other person it's about what they're lacking no, just in general not. yeah Correct uh, it's not The the thing that we were talking about uh right before we jumped on here that I love so much mm-hmm. about this topic and about being able to shift your mindset is that it is empowering that this is a choice yes. that you get to make uh it's it's something that while yes they might have breached the trust of the relationship but you can approach it however you want. Like this is your choice on exactly. how you approach it and whether or not you choose to resolve it and move forward and move on and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. that's why I love mm-hmm. this topic so much because I think a lot of times mm-hmm. people feel, you know, I don't know what to do and that's completely mm-hmm. understandable. Well, here's something. Mm-hmm. Here's something you can do. You can You
0: can change exactly. your approach to it. Yeah, and it's hard because our instinct is to immediately just jump to blame, mm-hmm. instead of recognizing that we we when you blame again, you're you're losing all control. You're losing all choice. You're just throwing mud, <laughs> if you will. Um,
1: I I want to be clear uh, with the blame thing. You, we're not saying mm-hmm. that you let the person off the hook for their actions. Oh no. Right? No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. There's a big difference between blame and accountability. Uh huh. What you need in a marriage is accountability. Yeah. Each of you is responsible separately for your own actions, and it's perfectly fine to hold your mate accountable to the vows they made, to the promises they've made, you've made, the decisions you've made together. That's accountability. Blame is basically name calling, Uh you bad, you awful, you horrible, which doesn't solve anything. Whereas to say, look, we made decisions together about, about monogamy or about our life, et cetera. And, um, looks like you didn't hold up your side of the deal. I need you. I need for us to work on that. However you want to frame it, Mm -hmm. but that's accountability.
1: Yeah. I, um, I'm actually going to flip this really quick before we go. Uh, We've been talking about the uh, person who was cheated on. Yes. Um, The person who did the cheating, this shifting your mindset would work for you as well. Just
0: as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Because up until... It doesn't help. Yeah. I'm sorry. Up until... I,
1: I was just going to say because up until that time that you cheated, you had a particular mindset about you were not getting these things or whatever you were looking for solutions outside mm-hmm. of the relationship, mm-hmm. and you can then mm-hmm. switch that and say how can we mm-hmm. solve this problem? Like I, yeah, and again, Correct. taking personal account for what you had done, yeah, um, and and you know not absolving yourself of your actions, but. Nope. that doesn't mean that you can't also change your, like, I would almost say that it's required that you change your mindset um, Yes. To move forward. So,
0: and uh, just asking yourself the question is, what was most troubling about our marriage mm-hmm. that led me to step outside of it? Just that one question asked in honesty, and, and not, you know, answer generically, because we tend to do that. Oh, he's just a a nerd or a jerker or whatever you want to call your spouse yeah. or she's just an airhead. You know, that that's no help. But what was most troubling well, it was that um we we just never talked about important stuff. Mm-hmm. There was never any time for it. He never he or she never seemed to be willing to make time to to have those conversations. I really needed those conversations. And this other doofus was outside of the marriage, he just listened to me for hours.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. You know, whatever. But like that, yes, because that, that question alone can spark the stuff that will lead the two of you, not just back on the path, but on a better path, as you pointed out, Steve. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it's you know what's really funny about this is a lot of times couples will uh, date, get engaged, get married, and have troubles from the very beginning of their relationship but they didn't recognize mm-hmm. them. And you have, mm-hmm. we know there's a lot of chemicals going through the body. So it, those chemicals, those feel goods, a lot mm-hmm. of times will mask the, the shortcomings of a top to bottom solid relationship. And when those finally wear off and you're forced to like face that stuff, a lot of times you will um not know how to respond to that stuff and so then you start running into these troubles um but when you when you go through and you do this stuff uh you can it can actually make your relationship stronger than it ever was even when you were dating and you felt good about it because that was you know that was almost like getting uh you know a little chemical help, like, like a baseball player getting juiced, you know, like it's, it's you were getting sure. a little help in, in the relationship department from nature's gift of chemicals. So, um, yep. this, like, this is like the, and this is the other thing we know about relationships is when, um, a relationship matures, you get into those like bonding chemicals, which are like those next level chemicals. So anyways, um, that's a whole other topic, but.
0: <laughs> Correct. You're absolutely. Uh,
1: um, so, uh, before we go, uh, did you did you want to add anything else to this conversation? No,
0: I'm good. Thank you. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I, think I just want all I have to say. Is what it comes down to Steve. Got it. Okay. Um, so, before we go, I wanted to just remind. I just want to bring up that you can make lemonade out of lemons. It sounds so trite, but it is the absolute truth. And when you come to that realization that you have a choice in how you respond to things, it is uh, one of life's great empowerments. So uh, even with something as as big as we've been talking about infidelity, um, but this applies to everything in life, not just that we use an extreme example to show how you can work through it. So uh, hopefully this is helpful to you. So With that being said, I want to thank you so much for your time, Noelle. It is always fun. It is always a pleasure. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Steve. Uh, And before you guys go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the US and abroad is the author of many best-selling books, including Your Man is Wonderful, uh, Dangerous Relationships, and her most recent book, Happy, Healthy, Dead. You can find her uh, group on Facebook, Meet the Amazings. You can find out more about Noelle and all of the stuff that she does at her website, noelnelson.com. You can find... Uh, Get this information at our website, hitchedmag.com, find our past podcasts, thousands of articles running a huge variety of relationship stuff, marriage lifestyle. So, it's not just that we have um, articles on, you know, are we ready to have kids or I'm dealing with in-law problems, but we have other things like recipes um, and taking trips to the wine country and... Uh, so if we cover the gamut so if you haven't been there um, i highly recommend you check it out um and so that's going to do it so one last time thank you so much noel thank you steve all right that's gonna do it take care everybody hey,
0: are you ready we look into each other's eyes
1: we know that it's showtime clear our heads of all our worries and fears now we know it's good.